fabulous Saturday. Um, want to give a shout out to uh, all those who have served in the military. And I know it's not Veterans Day, but today is a special day. Today is a day that we remember 20 years ago. Gosh, I was, I was 22 years old working as a CNC programmer in a machine shop. And I remember on 9-11, those terroristic attacks back in 2001 and I remember working on a machine and all of a sudden it coming over everybody's radio we all listened to the same station it was like a loud megaphone in there and I remember that uh, the news anchor stated that the twin towers were hit by a terrorist attack and I remember our boss coming out we never closed for anything I mean we would close for holidays and and weekends but um, if it snowed, you were at work. If it rained, uh, tornadoes, it didn't matter. You, you were at work. And I remember the owner and the supervisor coming down and, and stating, everybody needs to go home. You need to be with your families. You need to just go. And it was at that moment I knew that life had changed. Life as we know it changed. We were no longer a happy-go-lucky country. We're always now looking over our backs at the potential of a terroristic attack. And I say all that to say that uh, we will never forget. I will never forget. And I encourage you all to look back. Where were you when that happened? Where were you? And never forget. In fact, later today, my kids weren't even alive. So later today, what I want to do is I want to show my kids what actually happened? What were the Twin Towers? And so um, I know this is a little bit different of a show. I know a lot of you guys, uh, we've been doing some impromptu shows on Saturdays where we do some uh, Q&A. And uh, some of the things that uh, we're going to be doing here is I want to get back to my roots. Uh, our, you know, you guys saw that this is a radio show. And uh, big shout out to BasicsBroadcasting.com for allowing us to broadcast a two-hour radio show today i mean we'll, we're having live video on youtube.com slash the tech buzz if you want to see uh some images and things like that as we get going but one of the things that i wanted to do is i wanted to get back to doing something that i love something that's passionate in me and that is um talking about not only technology but but broadcasting and combining that in a format where i'm kind of solo but i take some questions via the phone i, I am testing a new phone service a phone system, and um, we're going to be using that a little bit later. And so uh, I have the phone number in the lower third right there. 
and it is uh, 628-777-2268, and you can call in and um, talk to us and uh, ask some questions. So what we want to do is I want to cover some tech. I want to cover some broadcasting. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of gaming. We'll see as this goes on. Uh, but I want to encourage you guys to think of think of this show as a way that it's uh, a little bit of talk radio slash uh, video, right? Uh, years ago, just to give you a little background, I was on multiple stations. I was on Geeks Radio back when that was alive. I was on uh, Party 93.4 out of Hudson Valley, New York. I was on BNNS Radio out of Belvedere, Illinois. Did multiple shows on those platforms. Um, Broadcast Now, the show that we do every Thursday, will also be on this station. I'd encourage you guys, if you haven't checked it out, for the for the guys that are um, you know, watching this and uh, you're on YouTube, I'd encourage you guys, if you got to step away, you can always listen to us if you have to go about your day, and, and uh, I encourage you to do that. But you can go over to Basics Radio, and, and they do the best classic rock, but you can download a, a, you know for your Android device or your iPhone the app in which, uh, there you go, you can see that we're live right now on Basics Radio. But you can listen to this in all its glory. You can see what's coming up on the schedule down here. And um, I'd encourage you guys to download it and, and uh, be a part of what's going on here. It's a lot of fun, and it's something that um, I, I'm enjoying doing as well. And it helps out a friend who has a station. He's trying to get off the ground. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that is needed, at least for me. The new face of radio, as Joe Zahedis says in the chat room. Yeah, I mean, that's the wonderful options that you have right now with live video, right? You can do a radio talk show because you have the quality for audio. I mean, audio is most important, but then you can also do video and have people peer in and see. But the main thing is to make it entertaining. And so that's something that I, I think I can bring to the table. And I want to talk to you, as, as maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't know, that there is a lot of, uh, a lot of news coming up here uh, for... Apple products, tech products. There's a lot of things on the horizon. I don't know if you follow that. I don't know if you even care. But it is something I'm passionate about, hence the name, the Tech Buzz. And so I thought about this. If you guys saw the intro, I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? My old song that I used to use, By the Faint, was called The Geeks Were Right. That was my intro on the Tech Buzz. And I used to pitch bend it a little bit so I wouldn't get in trouble with copyright. I didn't know anything. And I did the same thing today. Maybe I'll have to look into getting that officially licensed. But um, the Geeks Were Right. And so that's what I'm titling today's show, The Geeks Were Right. That's what this Saturday show, I believe, is going to be called. Because I don't want to leave it up to just tech, to just broadcasting, to just gaming and arcade news, things like that. I want this to be something that everybody can get a little something out of it. I guess that's 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 what I'm looking at in a... In a uh, video slash talk radio style show with call-ins. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's something we can enjoy for the next uh, two hours uh, to help you get through this Saturday. And, you know, I saw a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, from the hurricane and down in Louisiana that 
podcasts and live shows have gotten them through some of their toughest times, not having power, but not having enough power to get their phones charged and listen to content while the power's out and not go stir crazy, right? That's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people are struggling with right now. And obviously storms aren't going away, so we're going to continue to have that. But it's going to be one of those things where I think that if you have suggestions for the show and you want good quality content, you want to have that up your alley, uh, I think this will be a, a good show for you. And you get to listen to me for two hours. I know you guys are super, super excited about that. Um, you can hint the sarcasm in my voice, right? So let's start talking about the upcoming Apple announcement. Apple is planning on doing some announcements this week. Um, as they do every year, right? Everybody's been waiting, but uh, you know, with the, with the chip shortages, everybody was like, well, are we going to get, are we going to get them this year? Um, are we going to be, are we going to be able to get these new products? I mean, that, that goes with anything, not just technology, but anything. Things are so slow. They're backed up on the ports. September 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, Apple's going to do a keynote, as they usually do a couple times a year. And it's going to be uh, their hybrid event. You know, if you watched our broadcast show, you know that the hybrid events is something that we do a lot of talking about. The hybrid events is half in person or a little bit in person, and the rest is, is virtually online because of the pandemic, the global pandemic that we're in right now. But Apple is set to announce some new products, and there's a lot of speculation. And I, usually I don't get into a lot of the speculation because I feel like you're, you're grasping at straws. I don't like to do rumors on anything, really, because I think that you get yourself into a, a, a huge pickle when you do that because things change every day. Everybody seems to think that they have the inside track on everything these tech companies are releasing. When in reality, they find some leaked documents and photos, just like anything, you got to parse through it and find out if it's true or not. And if you're lucky, if you're fortunate enough to find an article or find something that is of value and you happen to hit the nail on the head, <laughs> you, uh, you just may strike gold and go viral. And I think that's everybody's goal that's in this uh, broadcasting slash uh, internet realm i guess so that's something that we're gonna we're gonna kind of go take a look at but there is something that's of interest if you guys are apple users apple uh is coming up here like i said on the 14th mark your calendars you can watch it on online 10 a.m pacific time what is that uh 1 1 p.m eastern you know i'll probably tune in uh that is on the 14th so that's a tuesday now, just because they're doing announcements doesn't mean you're going to get these products right away. But I know a lot of people are interested in some of the new products that are going to be announced. And the rumors are that there's a new MacBook Pro. And I, and I know that's something that has been forthcoming for a while. Now, again, you know, with the M1 processors or even, you know, getting into uh, some of the newer technology, the newer revisions of the M1s, again, chip shortage. Are we going to get it this year? Now, usually Apple does a 30-day, sometimes 15 days where you can pre-order after the announcement. We'll have to see if that's what happens. But one of the things that kind of caught my eye was a complete redesign of 
the Apple Watch. Now, the op Apple Watch Series 7 could look a little similar to this, this um, render that we're looking at. And uh, this is courtesy of John Prosser over at uh, Renders Lisbon. And um, basically, this is the mock-up that he put out, you know, and Cult of Mac picked it up. And they say that the new device will introduce the most significant change in the design of the Apple Watch ever. Now, they also go on to say that the availability of it could be limited, which is right in line with what I've been saying. But they say that mass production is expected to happen in late September. And so, I mean, that's a positive, right? That's a positive to these products. But as you know, if, if you follow Apple at all, or if you follow any kind of tech, even for some of you guys that are heavily into the gaming and the arcade, pre-orders are usually limited. Pre-orders, you better get up at 3 a.m. if that's when Apple's going to put it. and You better get your pre-order in, or you might not get it for a couple months. And I think, again, I'm just putting it out there. If, if you're in the market for an Apple Watch Series 7, I actually have an Apple Watch Series 6. My wife and I got each other one for Christmas last year, and we, we splurged a little bit. We got the real nice stainless steel, which is very expensive. Um, so because we, we don't plan on upgrading our watches every year, but we wanted something that was nice, and we always end up getting these throwaway watches. And um, the last Apple Watch we had before that was a Series 3. So if that is something that you're looking for, if that is something that you want, you're going to definitely want to jump on this. And hopefully on Tuesday, that Apple lets you know when you can pre-order in. Lately, it's been midnight Pacific time, which is 3 a.m. East Coast time. 2 a.m. if you're on the central time zone. That's absurd. <laughs> I remember the days back with the iPhone. I would go to the AT&T store. I would get up at 4 in the morning. I'd go stand in line. I'd probably be the second or third in line because you have some of those crazy people that would stand in line for hours all night long, and they'd go with two people. So one person could use the restroom or go get some food, and the other person would hold the place in line, right? So it was it was kind of funny to uh, to do that. And then I stopped doing it probably around the iPhone 6. I think that was the last time I stood in line for an Apple product. Um, I know I was crazy, but, you know, I was in the heart of tech. I was doing a lot of tech reporting. I had to have the latest iPhone every year. And then I realized it's not that important because they don't change a lot. But, again, you know, when you're doing this as a brand, if you will, if you're doing this as something um, that you're making videos or content off of it, I mean, you got to get it, right? You got to get it on launch day. You got to get those videos out before the other folks um, get them out. Endless one up in the chat room. He says uh, everything, everything is going to be uh, limited this year. And he's absolutely right. Everything is going to be limited, and it's, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate part of everything that we're going good. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 it remains to be seen, but, I, but I'm saying if you're in the market for an Apple watch, my suggestion would be to go pick it up, pre-order. I really like the Apple watch. I, I mean, if you're an Android user, that's fine. They make Android watches as well. 
you can pick those up. But they're saying that this could be the best Apple Watch yet. It's going to have that new chassis. Let's go back to that image again. It's going to have a new chassis, and it's going to have like those flat edges like the iPhone 12 or iPad Pro that increase its surface area and allows for a larger display panel. These are these are great features to have. I mean, as, as an iPhone 12 user, I really like that. And it kind of resembles the iPhone 4, if you guys remember back with that. Now, earlier on, due to the adoption of many new panel-related production processes for the first time, the Apple Watch 7 panel module encountered reliability issues during the risk ramp phase. But Apple has now ironed out those production issues with the Apple Watch 7, and it will launch this month as originally planned. So that's good news. That's good news. So I'm thinking that that's what Apple's going to do. Apple's going to announce it. And then within two weeks, probably a Friday, that's usually what they do. They'll skip a week. They'll announce it on a Tuesday, skip a week, or even that following Friday within 10 days. And then they will do um, pre-orders. And uh, that's one thing I can say about Apple. They're not going to up, upsell you or upcharge you in that in that fashion. Whatever you expect the Apple Watch, and I'm expecting it to be, depending on, like, your, your base model, $499. Um, and then the previous edition, previous model, the base model is probably going to go down to, like, a $350, $399, usually how it is. And, and I would recommend to anybody that wants to get into the Apple Watch ecosystem that's never had one before. Listen, you don't have to go out and buy the latest and greatest. I have an Apple Watch 6, and it's it's working great. Like, I have no issues. You know, but um, Endless One Up in the chat room says, it makes me sad. Everything is limited. I love new shiny electronics. I'm a Windows user, but Apple makes long-lasting products. I, I, and listen, I use Apple products and Windows products as well. I have to in broadcasting. I have to have there's certain things that run on a PC and there's certain things that run on a Mac. Certain things that I have and do that run better on, depending on what platform it is. So I have to. I have no choice. There's there's nothing I can do uh, to to circumvent that. There's even things that I do with Linux. I have to run Linux on certain things. So. Having this, uh, you know, Apple Apple has that Apple tax. I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can get away from it. You're, you're going to pay for it. But I, but I will tell you, reliability is something. I, I tried to go Android. I did. I really tried to, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer. If you're going to go Android, you really should get a Pixel phone right from Google. Get the purest experience of Android that you possibly can. I was all in years ago. I had the Google Glass. I was invited to the Google Glass project. I walked around, and my wife hated it because I would always get stopped in stores, and people would always want to try them on. And, man, imagine that in COVID time, right? Thousands of people trying on your Google Glass and all the germs and everything that's being passed by. But I did. I had I had uh, Google Glass. I had the Nexus 7 tablet. That's how long ago this was. The original Pixel. I tried to enter the Google ecosystem, but there's just so many things that it was so difficult, so difficult, that it didn't need to be difficult, right? 
it was something that uh, you, you really you really didn't need to do that. Again, we have the call in 628-777-2268. And uh, if you want to give a call in, you can. Um, we have a uh, we have a we have a caller calling in right now. Let's uh, let's see if this caller. Let's see the caller here. Hey, caller, you're on the air. What's your name? It's Larry from North Carolina. I got a qu a question for you. Sure. Were I used to live in New York, and your voice sounds familiar. Were you up there on the radio? Uh, I was. I was up in uh, Hudson Valley, New York. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Hey, uh, I got the iPhone 7, and uh, you talking about Apple, the new 13 phone is coming out there, but I'm thinking that maybe it'd be better to get me a 12, because the 13 is going to be hard to get, but I need an upgrade because my phone not working. You got any thoughts? Do you like the 12s? I, I actually, my family and I, we all have the iPhone 12 Pro, and, and we really like the iPhone 12 Pro. Um, but I, I agree with your sentiments. I think you're hundred percent right. I think the 13 is going to be, uh, you know, limited supply even more than they normally do on uh, launch day. So Apple tends to lower the prices on the previous generation model. So I'm thinking you could go in the very day that the 13 launches and maybe get 200 bucks off of a 12 pro. And I think you'll be just as happy. I don't, I don't see a lot of, and, I, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later in the program. I don't see a lot of features that I think you're gonna you're gonna lack from and getting a 12 pro and I, just just for the record I don't plan on going to 13 I'll, I'll wait for the 14 because usually the in-betweens are okay not like a very good upgrade it's usually like an s right if you remember the iPhone four yeah, s's and such uh that was at 6s 6 6 s yes yeah and those weren't yeah, really big that, upgrades no and but you know I got the seven the the big one and it's done a good job but it's just five years now it's time for me to get a new one but yep. I'm just concerned that I won't be able to get a thirteen so I'm really thinking about getting a twelve and you know uh, you've been talking about the, the chip shortages and all that stuff from China and I'm telling you right now Christmas is going to be a challenge this year for my children yes. because yep. there's no chip. You're 100 percent right. Challenge. You're 100 percent right. Now, we've been well, saying this. We've been saying this for a while. Get your gifts now, if you're doing electronics. Yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that Amazon shopping. But Stephen, I just want to thank you because I remember back in the day, I thought I'd recognize your voice, and I'm so glad you're back on the radio, man. Thank you very much, and a big hello from North Carolina. Well, I I, I appreciate the I, I appreciate the uh, the sediments and and the. Uh, you know the call. I really appreciate that. Again, if you guys call in six two eight seven 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 two two six eight. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not big enough to where I have somebody monitoring the phone, so I am muting the line. So I have it screened in front of me uh, to where I can see. But uh, you know that gentleman, he was spot on. You guys need to really think about it. if you've got kids. This year's going to be tough if they want electronics. I've already told my kids. I said, look, if there's um, games. Electronics. Now, my kids, they do a lot of chores, and they don't get an allowance. But we, you know, we 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 do give them an allowance in a sense. We um, we pick them up, you know, and they take care of their stuff, and we get them the the new iPhone when we get it, and every two years, and they know, hey, listen, 
this is it until the new one comes out. And they know how much it costs. We sit down with them. We tell them this is what it costs. And, you know, if um, if you break it, you bought it. So uh, your average gamer says, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, another North Carolina folk in here. And um, it's just it's just how small the uh, the world is, right, when you find people that that remember and and man i was on uh party 93.4 fm out of hudson valley new york i was on that gosh i want to say like 10 years ago it's amazing it's amazing the people and and i i will say i think i've gotten a lot better <laughs> than i was <laughs> back when i when i hosted those shows especially with audio quality so uh you know it's interesting but but i would i would 100 percent if you are in the market for any of these products you know, that we're talking about here. There's also rumors of a, um, there's also rumors of a new MacBook Pro. Now, I know I, I alluded to this earlier on. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there, uh, family members as well. Uh, I know my sister-in-law and uh, my wife's cousin is uh, looking for a new MacBook Pro. A new MacBook Pro, and uh, I have the i9, which was a 2018 model. It was the last major, major processor upgrade that they did, and it's smoking fast. I use it for editing all the time. My my company paid for it, and um, I I want to say that uh, the new M1 chips in the MacBook Pro from uh, a buddy of mine that does the show with me, broadcast now on Thursdays. He was like, man, this is this is a fast machine. You need to get yourself one. So I'm looking to get a Mac Mini with that. But they're looking for MacBook Pros. And I told them to wait. I've been telling them, you know, obviously as the tech guy of the family, they ask you your input and you tell them. And I said, look, you're going to kick yourself if you buy a MacBook Pro right now. It's better to wait. But I will tell you this. When they make that announcement and they give you that pre-order time, if you want that, you need to pre-order. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You need to pre-order. And I'm telling you guys the same thing. If you're in the market for a new computer, if you're if you're a Mac user or you're thinking about going Mac and you want a MacBook Pro, pre-order it. That is one thing that I will tell you. Don't rely on the older one. I mean, if your budget is your budget, I get it. Um... But if you're an editor like myself, if you do video editing for work, um, Mike Hawk in the in the chat room, uh, we have a chat room. If you go to youtube.com slash the tech buzz, you can see our live chat room that we've got going on. We also have a discord. If you look for the tech buzz, all this can be found on the techbuzz.net, which is my website. Again, we're broadcasting live on YouTube, but we're also broadcasting on basicsbroadcasting.com. That's basics with an X, B-A-S-I-X, broadcasting.com. And there's an app for that. So if you have to step out during the show, and I understand, you know, people have lives. People got to go places, but you want to continue to listen to the show or you're on the road like Larry was, you can listen to the show. So it's a great opportunity. And, and I am recording it for posterity. So if you ever want to go back and see some of the the video that maybe I show during a show or, or a screenshot or anything like that, you can go back on YouTube and look it up. 
But Mike Hawk says in the church, he says, uh, in, in the chat room, excuse me, he says, uh, I'm on an i7 from 2017 right now. And so um, I'm very due for an upgrade for my editing. And um, I, I myself, I, like I said, I have an i9. It's, it's great. Um, it's just that it's, um, it's still not the fastest that it possibly could be, right? And if you're going to buy a new computer, you want to buy the latest and greatest when it comes to computers because they cost so much, but they also, <laughs> they go out of uh, date so quickly. So there's nothing really, you, you know, you can do. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. I think that this is Apple's iPhone event. I don't think we'll see anything with iPad. Um, Apple Watch, maybe there's an incremental iPad Pro update, maybe. Um, but I'm I'm leaning toward not. I think that you're gonna talk. You're gonna see the iPhone 13. It's gonna have some minor changes to say maybe the cameras, maybe a little bit of speed increase. Nothing that's gonna make you run and jump and get up at 3 a.m. or stand in line and pre-order this phone. That's not something you're gonna want to do. You're gonna want to just hold off. If you're due for a phone like Larry was, and you have the iPhone 7. By all means, man, now's the time to upgrade. But I would get the 12 Pro. I wouldn't get the 12. I would get the 12 Pro. It's got a better camera. If you're into the bigger phones, I purposely... Now, my brother got the bigger phone, but he does a lot on his phone. That's like his computer. He doesn't do a lot on the computer. His his phone is his computer. Now, if your phone is your computer, you may want to look at the 12 Pro Max, which is the bigger phone. Or if you have poor eyesight, you don't see things that good. That might be the phone for you, but I have I have the uh, the iPhone 12 Pro and um, I love it. Um, so I would I would highly recommend if if that's what you're looking for. The 13 is going to be few and far between. So Joe Joe is uh, so again Joe is taking me in the car with him so he can uh, listen as as we continue on here. You know this is uh. We've got a two-hour show today. Man, this this reminds me of old times getting into this stuff. So, but again, we're we're gonna kind of we're gonna go through a bunch of different news, not just tech. <laughs> Even though tech was something that I started with, we're gonna do some broadcasting news. In fact, we talked a little bit about this on Broadcast Now. If you guys tuned into Broadcast Now on Thursdays, we do that every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, which is now gonna be also syndicated on the radio here. And uh, we broke some news. I, you know, I mentioned about how I was supposed to go out to NAB. And for those that don't know what NAB is, it's the National Association of Broadcasters, and it's held every year in Las Vegas, in the Las Vegas Convention Center. And NAB uh, was canceled last year because of COVID. Well, this year COVID's ramping up more and more. And um, with the Delta variant, people not getting vaccinated, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of discrepancies with that. We're not going to get into that. I mean, it's your choice. You do what you want. I'm not going to judge you. But as you can see right across the top of the screen here, for those listening on the radio, it says proof of vaccination will be required for all participants attending the NAB show and co-located events. And what co-located events are is a lot of suites in different hotels surrounding the convention center. They usually do these one-offs where um, companies will meet 
um, in executive suites. And I, I've been in there for different things with New Tech and some of the other companies that I've partnered with over the time. And uh, you get to see some exclusive behind the scenes of new products potentially coming or new updates and feature updates that they don't want the public or even NAB people to see. But they go on to say here, uh, for more information, you can see our health and safety page. But in the same breath, they're talking about potentially making masks optional or mandating masks that you have to wear masks. And, and I guess my thing is, as a broadcaster, your job is to talk. They also want to, you know, do the six foot rule where you have to be six feet away from somebody wearing a mask in a loud, crowded environment. How much business do you think is going to get done? How much business do you think is going to come out of this? I mean, it's tough. Could you, could you seriously sit here, even though you're in the comfort of your own home, you're not in my studio, could you seriously sit here and listen to me if I had music bumping and a cloth mask over my face? Could you imagine? Now, my company, I work for a company called PTZ Optics. We make uh, PTZ cameras, pan-tilt-zoom cameras. That's what PTZ stands for. We pulled out, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, because the risk just didn't outweigh the return. But as I reported back on Thursday, it was huge to hear that Sony, one of the biggest companies to exhibit at NAB, pulled out. Not only pulled out of NAB, but they pulled out of Infocom. And then just within 24 hours, a few other big-name companies pulled out as well. Canon, Panasonic, Zaxcom, Ross. Ross makes additional switchers. You hear me talk about the TriCaster, and you guys hear me um, talk about how I do my switching here, and that's with the NewTek TriCaster. And as far as I know, NewTek is still planning on going. But is it a mistake? Should these conventions still be going on? I guess that's my question for you, the audience. Should they still be going on or should we just cut our losses? Now, the next NAB, and the reason I'm saying that, the next NAB, which I will be going, assuming everything goes back to normal, is going to be in April. April is usually when NAB happens. And because they postponed it this year due to vaccinations and they wanted people to get vaccinated, um, they, they moved it to October. But even then, is it safe? Is it something that you should be doing, especially with all the outbreaks from all the other countries? Do you really want to be in a place where there's people that, that you just don't know what kind of illness that you could get from them, especially in this time? I mean, usually when I go to a trade show, you're shaking hands with so many people, you do get sick. I mean, that, that's... Um, so I usually step on my vitamins. I try to, <laughs> I try to keep myself you know, keep myself with en enough sleep, but you're burning the candle at both ends. So that's a little difficult, but uh, you know, that's my question to you. Feel free to call in 628-777-2268. You can give me your uh, opinion on this. Um, 
you know, your average gamer, he's in the chat room here. And again, you guys can head over to youtube.com slash the tech buzz. And uh, if you want to see the live video, see the, sh the radio show being produced, if you will, from the comfort of my studio here in uh, Hubbard, Ohio. And uh, your average gamer says, you know, skip this one if the big boys are out. And I, I'm with your average gamer here as much as I love NAV. NAV to me is like Christmas being in the broadcast world. Some of these guys, uh, Kongs are us, happy Saturday, happy Saturday to you. Some of these guys are heavy into video games and arcade, and that would be like E3, right? If you guys are familiar with the E3 conference, that would be like them having a conference, and hello to you, console fanboy, in the chat room. That would be like you guys having all these big companies, arcade one up, at games, Sony, Microsoft, all these big companies that are in the gaming world all of a sudden pull out, and then you're left with all these indie companies. Is it worth the risk to go? Your health, is it worth it? Vaccinated or unvaccinated, is it worth it? Is it worth the risk of potentially getting in with somebody that has it Come down with contact tracing and have to have to quarantine. <laughs> That's the worst part. You have to quarantine for 10 to 15 days, assuming that you're not COVID positive. In Vegas on your own dime. That's the worst part. Now, if I was out there with my company, they would obviously they would cover that. But you're out there on your own. So um you know, it's one of those things. So things like that just kind of make me go, hmm, do we see, is NAB going to close? Is it going to shut down this year? They say not. They say that it's going to continue to run. So we shall see. Anything can change. Everything can change. Cases are going up. They're not coming down. Fortunately, and again, this isn't a political show. I just, you know, trying to keep relevant with why I'm bringing this up. Fortunately, hospitalizations, even though people are being hospitalized, the death rate is a lot lower than it was this time last year. That's the good news. That's the good news. But why take the chance? That's what I'm saying. 628-777-2268 is the number. You can call in and interact with me here. We are live on Basic Radio, Basics with an X. Basicsbroadcasting.com if you want to get the app and listen to it on your phone. If you have to step out and you want to continue listening to the program, I encourage you to do so. There's another thing that uh, is going to happen, or at least people think, especially uh, this might be something you gamers want to pay attention to that are listening, for the Apple September event coming up here. Uh, a lot of people have some speculation. This is, this is the logo that Apple put out on their event for the 14th. This is their invite. And some people are saying hidden in Tuesday's invite to the Apple September event is an augmented reality Easter egg. It's part of the company's ongoing move to draw more attention to AR or augmented reality and make event invites that much cooler than anyone else. 
The graphic for the event is the Apple logo, as you can see, floating over a lake in the evening. iPhone users can transfer that design to the real 3D world and pass through it into a starlit virtual space. It's interesting to think that this is potentially an Easter egg within the uh, invite. I have another view, I believe, here for those that are, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you can go back and take a look at this, but uh, here's another view of it. You can go to Apple's official events page on an iPhone and then tap on the big Apple graphic that you see on that web page. It's just above the Apple event. That will, that will launch the AR kit, augmented reality viewer, built into iOS. The Apple logo appears virtually in the space behind your computer through the power of AR. Nice, but a little bit boring. Until you move forward and it passes through the open logo into the virtual space on the far side. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? More and more we're seeing companies and people getting into the AR space. But is this is this a hint? Is this is is this something that's going to be coming? Is Apple officially getting into the AR space? I mean, they've already sort of done it with the iPhone. There's different uh, apps that you can do and play around with. But I, I see the guys in the chat room. They're already uh, talking about Apple VR. I mean, there's been rumors for a while, right, guys, that uh, there was going to be... When the Google Glass first came out, if you guys remember, years ago, and like I said, I was one of the, the folks that had that. Um, I had that, and it was really awesome. I mean, talk about augmented reality. It's like having an 80-inch screen right in front of you. The, the thing that I, I had... Besides the coolness factor of people always asking to try it out and explaining to them and letting them see the different technology that was with it. The, the, the thing with it was I got into notification overload. I had a smartwatch. I had my phone. I had this. So when somebody would send me a message or I get an email, I had to be very selective with what notifications went to what. Now, the problem with that was if I didn't have one of those smart devices on at the time, let's say I sent my text notifications and my email notifications to my watch. And I didn't wear my watch that day because I just was lazy and I decided to put on my Google Glass and, my, and I had my phone. <laughs> I wouldn't get half of my notifications. But if I left them all on, <laughs> then, then you're getting dinged on your phone, dinged on your watch, dinged in your glass. It's popping up on a big screen. Like, you get into notification overload. But I do like what Meatball Saucy here in our chat room is saying, for those that are uh, in the chat room. He says AR is about to be so much more than just gaming. He's 100% right. Can you imagine AR for a realtor? Having the ability to show somebody a house because you went in and filmed it, they put on whether it's AR glasses or they just do it through their computer. I mean, you could sort of do that already with Google Google Maps and different, and even Apple Maps, so you can go through where the, the van has driven through your city and 
they have uh, recorded all that stuff and you're able to go through and, and, and virtually see where you're going. Like I do that a lot when I go to areas that I'm not very comfortable with. I, I, I like to see, you know, what's around different uh, landmarks. So if, if it's a store that I'm going to or a building or, or somebody's house and, and it's, it's like on one of those roads that like you'll miss it if you're not paying attention. I like to look for landmarks so I know that that road is coming up. So I'll go to Google Maps and I will peruse the real-time or street view. So I can see exactly what is going on and, and know, and, and it helps. So augmented reality or AR, I mean, that it's just phenomenal having that ability. Take it one step further and having that as your daily computing needs. It's about to get interesting, folks. It's about to get interesting. The, the imagine even the medical field having AR being able to 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 look through somebody's body looking through somebody's body and seeing <laughs> seeing potentially a life-saving blockage that they could remove because of AR and and I know like we watch a lot of these shows you ever watch that show bones my wife and I are kind of binge watching it right now on Hulu and uh, we, we binge watch that and the one scientist I forget her name uh, she's she's married to Hodgins and she'll she'll bring up the the a 3d augmented reality render of the body be able to take a skull and and make it who it actually was just from the just from the bones the proportions of the of the uh, jawline and the the way the bone structure is, and it's there. And, and CSI, CSI is another show that they've been using augmented reality. And it used to be just a TV show thing, but now, now it's becoming a, a real thing. And Apple has been the company that everybody turns to when it comes to video production, audio production. I mean, for the longest time growing up, when you told somebody you were running an Apple computer, they thought you were just a graphics artist. They they uh, they never never once mentioned a PC. And now now since Apple got on the Intel in infrastructure, Apple has become a personal computing force to be reckoned with. Now you're seeing people running. Apple computers just as much as PCs, which, which in my in my estimation is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I switched over to an Apple computer because I didn't want the viruses. I got tired of fixing PCs all the time, but I am in, I am in the market. I might get a Surface Pro from Windows, which we have some Windows news coming up here. But I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors and those that you guys uh, may or may not know. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back right after this. This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit NewTech.com for more information. Again, we appreciate all the support that we get from these companies. Couldn't do it without them. 
And so uh, those listening here, you might hear that a few times throughout the, the show, but you know, we, we are super, super happy that they are on board. And again, big shout out to basicsbroadcasting.com. If you guys uh, need to head out and you want to continue listening to the show, if you got to get in your car or whatever, go to basics, B-A-S-I-X, broadcasting.com. And I'll pull it up here for you for the guys that are on the video and you want to see this. You can uh, go here. They have Android and iOS app that you can install on your phone. And you can see right now, listening now, is the tech buzz on Basics Radio. And if you're into uh, classic rock, they've got a lot of ton of playlists, classic rock going all day, 24-7, as well as other programming. You guys can check it out. Head on over there. And uh, get the app and uh, join. You know, we <clears throat> excuse me. We were talking about uh, PTZ Optics as a sponsor and Meatball Saucy in the in our chat room here on YouTube. He says, "I have two of the PTZ Optics webcams, and they are great cameras. Absolutely. You know, I have uh, a single cam of uh, the webcams. And, you know, I, I tell people, you know, eighty nine dollars. You you can't beat it. You want to get a new webcam? That's that's the way to to do it." And uh, one of our other sponsors, New Tech. New Tech is awesome, and everybody, everyone should look at NDI. Exactly. If you want to hear more about NDI, you definitely want to check us out every Thursday when we do our broadcast now show. That will be airing here on the Basic Radio station as well. So uh, I think it's time that we talk a little bit about uh, Microsoft, since this is a fair show right we're not going to just talk about apple excuse me and every everybody knows <laughs> apple's in the news because of the announcements but you know what microsoft decided microsoft decided oh, well we're not going to just let apple have all this all this uh information we're not going to just let apple go out there and steal the show so to speak now for the video guys that are watching this um I'm going to have a uh, video that you guys can watch really quick. But for the guys on the radio, we're you know we're going to kind of talk through this. But you got to you got to see this. So Microsoft is planning, right, the release of Windows 11. Now I I distinctly remember when I used to cover tech a lot. I used to cover uh, everything. And I remember Microsoft coming out and saying with Windows 10 came out, like, oh, we're not, we're not going to do any more of these numbers. We're going to have Windows 10. That's going to be the final version of Windows. You guys remember that? We're just going to release updates. We're going to give you uh, patch updates every Tuesday. That's why we call it Patch Tuesday. And we're going we're gonna to continue this until Affinity. We're just going to keep going. Then all of a sudden, Windows 11 is being talked about. <laughs> and I agree. Endless 1UP says in the chat room, Windows 11 is starting to look like OS 10 in visuals. So if you haven't seen Windows 10, I'm, I'm going to show it to you right now. For those watching on YouTube, you can kind of see they did a really good job. 
The problem is, Microsoft releases new Windows 11 builds and confirms running on an Apple M1 is not a supported scenario. Is this going to cannibalize their sales? Because a lot of a lot of Mac users, they don't want to buy a PC. They'll run Windows in a in a virtual environment, whether it's Parallels or they'll run it in Boot Camp, um, which is built into Mac OS X. Microsoft has confirmed that Windows 11 on an Apple M1 is not a supported scenario for the operating system that stands to bring so much joy to OEMs. The confirmation was given to the register by Microsoft spokesperson as the SuperCorp unleashed an ad campaign for Windows 11 operating system due in less than a month and continued tweaking the preview code for Windows Insiders. So you can get the beta builds, which I haven't done. And I, when it comes to Windows and even Mac OS, I, I don't do the beta. I can't run this when this is uh, my production machines. It was noted last week that Windows 11 virtual machines running on an M1 Mac uh, with Parallels Desktop 17 had begun throwing a hardware compatibility error on the dev build channel, Windows Insiders. It's a shame since we found the performance more than acceptable. However, in what a punster might call an arms race, Parallels has since emitted version 1701 of its software, which seems to resolve the issue for now at least, allowing Windows 11 to run on M1 Silicon. So my question to everybody out there is, are you, are you going to update your Windows 10? Especially you gamers out there. DirectX 12, I believe, is coming out here. They're, they're, they're talking about an even better, a better experience with Windows 11. Even, you know, if you're an Android user, you can run Android apps on it, apparently. Is this something that you, you're looking for? Is this something that you would want? Especially you gamers. You know, is this going to be a, a seamless handoff with uh, Xbox Series X? That's, that's the question I have for everybody. Is this going to be another Windows Vista? <laughs> Everybody remembers Windows Vista. Microsoft's disaster of an operating system. I remember Windows Vista. I remember people for the longest time saying, I'm not upgrading, I'm staying on Windows XP. You need a reliability, right? You can't. You're, you're in a, an environment, a work environment, I mean, let's face it, most corporate users are using a form of Windows on their network. They have to. Corporate demands it. They're not running Mac OS X. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm curious, is this something that you're going to upgrade your Windows 10 machines to 11? Personally, I'm not. I have, I have production machines. I can't just upgrade them. And on a whim, you know, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of features that I've been reading that, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't recommend unless you're in the business of being, um, in tech, if you will, to upgrade on day one. Anyways, any operating system, Mac OS, iOS. 
iOS and, and Android operating system are a little bit different because um, for the most part, for the most part, I'll say that very, very loosely, <laughs> for the most part, it's stable. Now you do have some issues. Like I remember the one time that we did the upgrade and I wasn't getting text notifications on my iPhone. People were texting me and never got notifications. And here it was a bug. I went three months with it like that. Tried everything. And um, it uh, it didn't didn't fix it. Here it was a bug in the software that they ended up fixing. That's a huge bug when you depend on notifications. So Hollywood Polo in the chat room says, not even if I'm forced to, they're just buzzwords. And and he's right. So, you know, one of the things that people have been asking is, okay, so that's great and all. I'm going to see if I can pull this up for you guys. If not, I'll have to read it off. But one of the things that I thought was very interesting was this the system specs, right? You come out with one of the things Microsoft wanted to do, unless you're running like very archaic, and I mean archaic systems, right? You should be able to run anything. We have a caller calling in here. Let's see uh, who's calling in here. Hey, caller, you're on the air. What's your name? My name is Greg. What's going on, Steven? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Greg? How are you doing? You're getting me down south, buddy. I'm listening to the program. It sounds fantastic. Awesome. Well, that's good. We're having we're having some fun here uh, well, talking talking tech and broadcasting oh, and news. It, man. I'm enjoying it, but uh, I was listening and reading up on Windows 11 because you know I run my system and vMix and all that on Windows. Yes. So I will not I will not upgrade day one, but I can tell you one thing: as soon as it's uh, confirmed reliable, I, I will be upgrading because there supposedly is some threading technology in it to help improve performance of GPUs and CPUs significantly. So, you know, streaming, gaming, um, once that puppy is confirmed, it's good, and we don't have a Windows ME or a Windows Vista, I'm on it, buddy. Well, I, I would think, that since you do Call of Duty a lot, the DirectX 12, I mean, to have yeah. the gaming requirement, because you need to have, you know, a beefy system, that... To have that a capability, the upgrade for the gaming, that's what they're really touting. I think that's going to be beneficial to you because that's where you do most of your gaming. Exactly. Now, you, you know, show a little age. Dude, I remember DOS. And then <laughs> I remember when Windows 3... Listen, when Windows 3.1 came out, uh, 1993, we got married. And our first purchase as a newly married couple, I was 21 years old was a brand new Windows 3.1 computer that weighed 412 pounds and cost $3,000. <laughs> that was our first family purchase. <laughs> I, I remember with that... Uh, so we've come a long way, babe. I remember with that, my dad used to run Norton Commander on it, if you remember that. Oh, the, absolutely, the, man. The file system, and I used to be scared to death. Well, anyway. he, used to, he used to be able to cut back and forth with it, so I was like, oh, I don't want to even touch Norton Commander, but... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, I'm just driving. I'm listening. Want to give you a big shout out. It's, man, it, I'm telling you, it's like, it's rock solid. So, 
Thanks, buddy. You get me. You get me two hours down the road. I'm on the way to Virginia. Are you really? How long are you going to be down there? Uh, oh, I remember, I may need your help Tuesday night. So I'm either coming back Tuesday morning and I can deal with it myself, or I got to come back Wednesday morning. All right. Well, keep me in the loop and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'll keep you in the loop. All, All right, brother. Thank you. Take care. I'll keep, I'll keep listening. Enjoy. All right. If you guys uh, watch on Thursdays, uh, that was Mr. Greg Terry. He is uh, one of the co-hosts on Broadcast Now. And again, this show is going to be syndicated. Broadcast Now is going to be syndicated on the radio here with uh, basicsbroadcasting.com. So I encourage you guys, you guys, anybody can uh, call in here. Just use the phone number 628-777-2268. I know we're talking some tech. We're talking Apple, Windows. We're even talking some broadcasting. But you know what? It's okay if you want to call in because and, and talk about gaming if there's something that's on your on your mind and you know i think having the diversity on a program like this because i'm into a lot of different things it's not just that and anybody that follows i do a show usually friday nights um called the retro buzz and we talk about arcades and classic consoles things that were good <laughs> not saying that today's gaming is bad but Back when video gaming was fun and you didn't need to be ambidextrous to play games and things like that. So feel free. You can call in. Again, the number's right there in the lower third, 628-777-2268. So I wanted to bring up the, the requirements here of Windows 11 since we're talking about it. And I think this is something to pay attention to. Like Greg said, you know, you don't want to you don't want to jump the gun here. Don't don't just run out and Say, because I can get a free upgrade to Windows 11, and this should be a free upgrade for everybody, but I'm going to quick throw it on. I, I would wait because you want to make sure that you have the information. And over the next couple of weeks of doing the show, I'm going to be following this and keeping you guys up to date the best I can. And, and you better believe there's at least one machine I'm going to put it on just so, you know, I can do the test and break something of mine so you don't break your main machine because I have enough machines here that I can I can do this one. So they're recommending at least a 64-bit architecture at 1 gigahertz or faster. And most, most modern PCs, if you've bought one in the last, I would say, three to four years, you're going to be golden with that. Intel, 8th generation or newer, and you can find more details out on Microsoft's website. AMD Ryzen 3 or better. A lot of you gamers, you're probably already running an AMD Ryzer, uh, or excuse me, Ryzen uh, 3 or better. Uh, Qualcomm, Snapdragon 7C or higher. A lot of your tablets that are Windows-based are, are already running Qualcomm Snapdragon. Four gigabytes of RAM or higher. At this point in time, if you're only running four gigabytes, you have bigger problems. <laughs> you really need to upgrade your RAM. You need to be running at least eight gigs of RAM or 16 gigs. Of, I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest and I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you straight here. I'm running 16 gigabytes of RAM minimum. That's right, minimum in all my machines. So if you're not running at least minimum 16 gigs, I would suggest that's where you, you, you should start. Don't go off of the 4 gigabyte or minimum. You, you really need to be at 16 at this point in time. Storage, 64 gigs or higher. Um, I know with SSD and M2 chipsets that are inside of these laptops and uh, you know some of them you can get at 64 gig, you really should be at 512, 256 minimum in my opinion. 
Um, 64 doesn't give you a lot to play with, but uh, but I get where they're coming from. Um, you got a bunch of other things like the UEFI, the secure boot capable. These are all things that are you know you want to make sure in your BIOS. You want at least a 720p display, larger than nine inch diagonal size, eight bits per color. Um, a lot of your graphics cards and and such talk about this now one of the things that i did read about it that i haven't found on here unless they changed it recently is you can't do a direct update or upgrade from windows 10 you have to upgrade or you have to do a clean install to get windows 11 on there now i'll have to confirm that but at last i knew in an article people were complaining now i don't know if microsoft changed that but they're saying like Windows 11 Home Edition requires internet connectivity and a Microsoft account to complete device setup for the first time use. I know a lot of people are going to have a hard time with this. They're going to buck and yell and holler because they're going to say, I, um, I don't want to be connected to the internet. I don't want Microsoft to have my information. Meatball Saucy said, what is the recommended RAM for this? Uh, four gigabytes. I think that's, I think that's absurd. <laughs> four gigabytes of RAM. I remember four gigabytes of RAM was recommended with Windows Vista. Now, I get it. Windows has come a long way. It's running leaner. But, I mean, honestly, four gig of RAM. Again, my recommendation is 16 gigs of RAM minimum, but, you know, you do what your budget allows you to do. So, switching out of Windows 11 Home in S mode likewise requires internet connectivity. For all Windows 11 editions, internet access is required and needed for updates to download and use certain features. And MSA is required, or Microsoft account is required for some features as well. So, my curiosity with this is again, I want to see some real-world scenarios as, I mean, when you have something like Windows 10 that's rock solid, I mean, I think we could all agree if we're running Windows 10, it's rock solid. It's kind of, it, it reminds me of the time when people used to say about Windows XP, like, I don't want to change off of Windows XP. And for the most part, toward the end, Windows 7, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that had problems with Windows 7, I'm not going to lie, but. There's a lot of people that it was it was rock solid with. We've got another caller. Let's see what he has to say. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Hey, this is Dan. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm calling from Massachusetts. Hey, hello, Massachusetts. You up in the Boston area? So I just wanted to. I am. Uh -huh. I am. I just wanted to say thanks so much for putting on your show and stuff and. uh I was super excited when I saw that you're sponsored by New Tech and stuff because that company does awesome stuff. And I just wanted to mention the MDI stuff. And anybody who like wants to port video out and about through your house through a basic router, you know, check that stuff out. Check out Stephen's show if he's going to be talking about it. You know, Stephen has great insight in all this. So if anybody's listening, tune into his show when he talks about it because that stuff is super cool. And uh, it can do lots of neat stuff. I mean, you could pipe all kinds of fun stuff through your house and <laughs> stuff once you learn how to work it all. So much easier now to do video over but NDI and an Ethernet cable than, than running SDI and HDMI and converting it and doing all kinds of weird stuff like that, right? Yeah, totally. And, you know, the great thing about it is you're not really bound to 
like your external internet. Right. So you can actually just route all that stuff through just a little router and stuff if you got decent enough cables, which is great. You know, you don't have to be like, I gotta go buy one gig internet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll pipe it out or something. You don't need any. But yeah. So I just wanted to call in and you know show my support and stuff and appreciate tell it. you that I appreciate everything that you're doing and this stuff is always awesome to listen to. And uh, thank you so much for doing it. So what do you think of uh, the new the new show structure? You know, obviously it's on radio, so I have to do a little bit more explaining. Uh, but how do you how do you like do you like this type of style format? Rather, you know, where I'm sitting here going through some of the the news and explaining things a little bit better than as a as a different show type, kind of reminiscent of my old stuff back ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> well, I think you do a really good job of actually describing what you're you know if you're looking at something, so you do it very clearly and you don't speed through it. I I, I have that problem. I'm always like blah 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 blah, you know, and everybody's <laughs> like, wait, what did that guy just say? So, yeah, I totally, I really appreciate it. You're doing it very clear and concise. And, um, you know, that's very beneficial, especially when you're only listening to it. Because, yeah, that's like you need that. It's like, what do they call that when you do the descriptive, like uh, on your television, descriptive language stuff? Yeah. That stuff is like pretty cool. If you've ever, if you're ever bored, turn some, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) turn that descriptive service stuff on for Netflix. And listen to how like they uh, describe television shows to you because it'll make you a better like Dungeons Master. Actually, I learned that little tip okay. from one of those uh, I think Critical Role people. <laughs> Might have been Matt Mercer there. I think that said that or something. But, awesome. Well, it, and so it, that's not a unique thought of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things too where you know this is a new phone system that I'm trying out. Um, I want to see how it works, and so far it's been it's been really good. Um, I just wish I had a phone operator that could sit here and pull the calls up because I I, uh, I have to look every now and again because I don't want it to ring and interrupt a, a thought that I have. So um, I think I might go with this. I'm going to hopefully talk with them, see if I can get them on board as a sponsor. If not, you know, it's it's not too expensive. So I might just put the bill for it. But, uh, you know, it's a 14-day trial. It seems to be yeah, you know, you know, working really stuff, good. I was going to say, doing stuff like that can kind of open up other doors for you too because yeah. then you become uh, – almost like an ambassador of it if, if yep. you're, you're using it and nobody ever gave you anything for it. I think that's the best way to go about things is, uh, you know, grab onto it and see how it works for you. And if it works great, let others know, you know, don't hold back. So, yeah, I mean, I, and I think a lot of people that are getting into live streaming and we, we cover this usually on Thursdays, but a lot of people getting into live streaming, they want to do call in radio shows, whether it's internet radio, whether it's FM radio, it doesn't matter. Uh, they want to have the ability to do the old-fashioned. Like if you're on the road, just like Greg was, and he wants to call mm-hmm. in, he's he's listening to the program driving down, he wants to have the ability. He can't get behind his computer and get on video and do that. He's driving. So to have the old-fashioned phone yeah. line is great. I have to just echo your point because, like, I was watching you online, and now um, I'm in the car yeah. taking my kiddo to work. So <laughs> I'm not driving. I'm right. a passenger. Sure. <laughs> but then you get to continue listening. <laughs> but I'm listening. going with my wife, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm continuing to listen, which is awesome, and it's, I really dig it. Well, and I think I think uh, going forward, this is this is a great option for people. So, listen, I really appreciate you calling in and, and giving a shout-out and such. Uh, hope you enjoy the program. We're going to continue going forward with this. So, thanks again for uh, the call. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, Steve. All right, Bye. you guys take care.
So, you know, it's been a while since I've done this. I, I, you know, I'm used to the traditional style. Uh, you know, you get a guy on live to air and, you know, you're talking back and forth and, you, you know, you're conversing with that person. It's a little bit different when you do some pre-prep and you're getting subject matter together to talk about and uh, get on air and you're the only one talking. So, you know, you want to you want to test your broadcasting skills. That's what you, that's what you got to do. Uh, you know, that's where the experience comes in to keep people engaged and connected. So it's great to have a chat room along with this. I don't know what the radio guys did before the Internet, not having a chat room. Uh, but I want to kind of go back to the chat room here, if uh, you guys. But you can call in. It's uh, 628-777-2268. You can join us here live if you got a comment or a question and bring it in. But uh, Greg says in the chat room, he said, what does that mean if we have to do a clean install? I have to back up my, all of my data and reinstall the software. So he's referring to what I mentioned before the caller with Windows 11. And that, that is my understanding. Like you have to completely wipe out the machine. It's not like where you do a compartmentized upgrade. Like if you remember with Windows 7, when you did the upgrade to Windows 10, it kind of took Windows 7 out, leaving your files. If you remember to ask you, do you want to save your files and and settings and different things like that? And it puts Windows 10 in its place. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this maybe for next week's show and find out if that's truly the case. Because I know a lot of people were aggravated that that was going to happen. So I hope, <laughs> I hope that that's not the case. But that from what I was reading, um, that's honestly what's going to happen. And I, and I fear for the people. My question is to Microsoft, listen, not everybody's a computer guru. They don't know how to do a clean install. When you do clean installs, you get into a whole mess of potential problems and situations. You run into driver issues, binding drivers. You run into compatibility issues with 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 any of the peripherals because i mean listen the last time somebody did anything <laughs> with any of these drivers and peripherals because windows always did the updates <laughs> was when they bought their pc and let's say their pc is six or seven years old you know that's that's the question microsoft what about grandma who just bought a surface pro wants to go to windows 11 because of one of the guys here in the chat room, Endless uh, One Up, stated about it. Looks more Mac OS ish, Mac OS ish, where it kind of has a lot of the graphics and layout of, of how I thought that too when I saw the bar. They put all the icons in the center, kind of like Mac OS, which is fine. Hey, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. There's your tidbit of the day. <laughs> but I mean, you know. The people that are not tech savvy, they don't want to do a clean install. They don't want to do it. And most, most computers this day and age do not come with CD players or DVD drives anymore. Everything's thumb drive. Okay. So what does that mean, Steve? Well, if you remember when you used to load things, or load the operating system from a CD or DVD, you put the CD or DVD in the machine, you hit you know, your F8 key, you, most of the time it was F8, sometimes depending on the, the motherboard, depending on the manufacturer. And you sit there and mash that button down 
until it goes into the boot menu. Sometimes it's F12. Depends. It depends on the motherboard. HP was always different. But you get into that, and you would say boot from the CD or DVD. And it would boot into it, and it would ask you to, do you want to do a clean install? Do you want to do an upgrade? How do you want to do it? Well, when Windows 7 and Windows 10 came out, Windows 10 was just a download, and it would go through the process and do it. Well, you can't do that if it's a clean install. See, Windows 10 went over top of Windows 7. So if you wanted to do a clean install Windows 10, you had to put it on a thumb drive and provision it. You had to go in and put it on a thumb drive and make that thumb drive bootable. And I mean, how many people know how to make a thumb drive bootable? I mean, I, I've got some guys in here that are pretty techy, like Meatball Saucy. I got some guys, and and <laughs> he's leaving a comment in the chat room here for those listening. He's going, this is definitely a no start for me. Microsoft will only hurt themselves if there isn't an upgrade path from 10. And I 100% agree with him. This is, this is no bueno. You, you can't do that. Grandma is not going to know how to provision a thumb drive, download an ISO, make it bootable, because you have to put it on thumb drive. There's no DVDs. There's no physical media anymore. People aren't using physical media. They're using downloads. I can't tell you the last time. I, I think my daughter was three when I bought a physical movie. And I bought it because she had a, a DVD player in her room. But I digress. Nobody is using physical media on these newer machines anymore. It's either download from the Microsoft Store. Or you have to provision a thumb drive. Make it bootable. Put your license key in. Go through. Wipe out your computer. I mean, this day and age... Because of how big the drives are, can you imagine backing up a, a, a desktop PC that has like four terabytes of stuff that you have to back up in order to wipe it out? That's not something I want to do. We got a caller. Let's see what uh, they have to say. Hey, caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Hey, man. Um. Uh, I just, I just want to say you're a great show. It's nice to see you do a nod back to the old days. <laughs> I know it is. It is. I even brought out the geeks were right. I pitch bent it a little bit so I didn't get nailed with copyright and things, but I had to pay homage to the original days, right? Yeah, it was great. It's nice to see you doing that. Well, um, it's, it's good to hear yeah, your voice think... too. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. For those that don't know, this is this uh, hang on. Eleven thing is crazy. No, for those that don't know, this is uh, Sean. He used to be one of the original co-hosts with me back in the day when we used to do uh, Party ninety three four. Sean, you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what? What's your that? Uh, Go ahead. Wasn't that uh, early in the morning for the first while? Wasn't that like? <laughs> yeah it was it. we did it monday mornings at 8 a.m and then remember we did it we were the the friday night at 5 p.m because that's what everybody wanted to listen yeah. to on the way home from work was a tech show telling about the latest and greatest tech on a friday night when they all want to go clubbing <laughs> we're, we we had a prime time spot they people wanted it i i was i was laughing yeah so yeah it was great great times though 
tell you that. It was. So so tell me um, tell me your this, thoughts on this Windows 11. Tell me your thoughts. Well, if you do have to do a, you know, clean clean install, I don't think that's going to fly at all. I mean, I know I won't do it. Well, and 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 how do you explain that to your clients, right? You you uh for the longest time you were yeah. fixing and repairing computers and maybe you still do. Yeah. And, and yeah. how are you how are you going to back up people's computers and tell them, look, there's a possibility that your computer could be borked because we have to do a clean install. Well, if you have to do a clean install, it is going to be, isn't it? Oh, I mean, imagine how much downtime that is. It's not just a quick upgrade, two hours, and you're done after you do, after you do all Microsoft's you're updates. Right? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're having to reinstall everything that they had. And that is, you know, that's not just a simple... Oh, we're just going to upgrade, and then you know everything will be there when it's done. No, it's not going to be simple like that. It, so. It's not. And all your settings—I mean, think about this—you spend hours and days and years oh, yeah. perfecting your settings, and then all of a sudden, Microsoft goes, oh, "Sorry, you're going to have to start all over again. Forget it." Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you remember the uh, computer that I was using way back when I was doing the show? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I still have that computer. I still use that computer. And that's running. I kept that thing and, going. And it's running Windows 10, right? I mean, I'm sure and you've done. Some, yeah, you've yeah. you've probably done yeah, some upgrades. What do you What do you think of what yeah, do you I've, I've done. What do you, What do you think of the the RAM suggestion they have for that? Four gigabytes of RAM. Is any Is anybody I, running I four gigs? I, I'm still running. I'm still <laughs> running four gigs on that. <laughs> But but for a brand new operating yeah, system, uh, but for brand new operating system, you're going to run four gigs of RAM. No, you would. I, I I can't. That machine doesn't run like it used to. I mean, and you have to have more RAM than that. Well, and I mean, you to eight or sixteen. You know, is what I was thinking. That's usually what I recommend to people, especially this day and age. Like my Mac Pro that I have, if you remember the one, I still have that 20, uh, well, it's 2009 Mac Pro that I got back a year after I started broadcasting. I got it and wow. I did the firmware hack for it to make it a 2010, which allowed me to get all the Mac OS updates up to two years ago, which is fine. I mean, I use it as a, you know, a powerhouse surfing machine as well as like a storage device. Um, so it's still, it's still relevant. Yeah. Um, but I put 64 gigs of Ram in that thing. Oh, nice. So it, it's a beast of machine. I'm using yeah. it as like a server, but I, I mean, I mainly live off of laptops now and, and most of the laptops that you see are coming with eight gigs of Ram or 16. Uh, it just baffles me. And, and, you know, to my point about physical media, right? I mean, do you have the yeah. time to go in and provision a thumb drive or, or to walk a client through provisioning a thumb drive <laughs> to install Windows 11? I mean, come no. on, Microsoft. What are you thinking? Yeah, nobody uses physical media. I mean, as a general rule, you know, everybody goes, even with the operating systems anymore, everybody goes to the website and they get the downloader and that's how they do it. All right, so we are getting some confirmation. Yeah. Meatball Saucy in the chat room says, I just confirmed that the current Insider build of Windows 11 does have an upgrade path from Windows 10. That's good. That's good news. That's oh, very good. good news. Because earlier, 
I think it was last week when I checked the insider forum, people were complaining. So it's great that Microsoft heard that because originally they, they were like, no, you're going to wipe it. And people are complaining. And they even put limitations on some of the hardware that was only two or three years old. And we're like, what is wrong with you? You can't do that. Yeah. I, to be honest with you anymore, I use my phone for, you yeah. know, 90% of the things that I do because of, you know, it's just easier to take out my phone and yeah, I can go in and even, you know, remote into somebody's computer and all that. I can do right from my phone now. So I don't, have to worry. Oh, no. And it's like everybody. Everybody's using a tablet, whether it's an iPad or if it's a Surface Pro, or they're using their phones. I mean, the, the reality is uh, Scott, who was on broadcast now a couple of weeks, Scott Killian, uh, he does a lot of the graphics when I get stuff done for my truck, and I also do some rem uh, remote production here with him. Uh, he runs a Surface Pro. That's all he runs in the graphics business. So, I mean, imagine upgrading a tablet like that. And I get it. It's a PC. I do. I get it. I was going to ask you why I had you on the phone, though. Yes. Yeah. I am looking to get a new machine, what would you suggest? Well, if you're going, if you're going with a PC, um, and you're telling me you're using your well, phone. I don't care either way, but. Well, Okay. Well, you're, you're telling me you use your phone a lot. I And I'll be honest, Sean, I've been looking into the Surface Pros for myself as, an, as a new um, PC laptop. A surf, you know, like a Surface Pro. I don't know what number they're on, but the, the Surface Pros. Um, I And getting mm -hmm. attached keyboard. It's a full-blown Windows PC. I think that, that to me is ideal. Like I have an i3 Asus right here that's touchscreen that I use for my call-in system of my live video for the live to air. And I love it because it's touchscreen because if I'm in the middle of something, I don't have to grab for the mouse. I could just touch it and then add the person on and, and send them online. Um, so I, I definitely want a touchscreen one. And I think if you're using your phone a lot, that might be something you want to look into. Yeah. I was just thinking about that too. Now that you mentioned that it would be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, especially for portability, right? Oh, you already right. you already have a PC. You could throw some more RAM in it. It's running Windows 10. So even oh, yeah. if, even if it didn't run Windows 11, who cares? It's still running Windows 10. That's gonna yeah, be. Yeah. I wouldn't cry over it. Well, so the, yeah, so there you go. So you know, for portability, you have the Surface Pro. People just don't need these big desktops anymore, unless they're doing things like I'm doing with live video or. Or they're gaming. If you're a heavy gamer, you need a desktop. There's no, there's no two ways about it. But I'm the average person. I'll tell you what. As far as gaming went, I've, I've pretty much moved to uh, cloud gaming anyway. And oh, there you go. So I do most of that on online. So that it doesn't matter what kind of computer you have because it's all happening in the cloud anyway. So exactly. I mean, you, you, with with Steam, what and I'm everything. waiting for operating systems to be eventually. So Ferdinando in the chat room is saying, right, uh, there's a matter of time to have the Windows 11 upgrade available in the Windows update. The official launch date is October, if I'm not wrong. Well, that brings up another interesting point. I hope it's not automatically downloaded and attempting to install. Because like, if you have automatic updates on your Windows machine, because obviously you want to keep it up to date, 
It keeps everything running smooth. I want to choose that because my broadcasting software may not work with it. VMix might not have put out an update for it. Um, I, I, you know, there's there's certain encoders that I use that, as as a production machine, I got to make sure that everything is running, running good. So, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of software that's not going to right out right away work with I, Windows 11. I would have to agree with you, sir. I think that uh, I think everybody would be smart to wait. Um, and like I said, I probably on day one, I have another machine that's sitting over here. Uh, that is, it's a slower machine, but it's, I think it would run Windows 11. I think it's compatible. I'm going to try to install that. And what I might do is do a video as I'm installing that. And then you could see what kind of headaches I get into with it and see if that's something you want to <laughs> venture down and, and attempt to do. Yeah. Uh, or, or just wait, because we all know that if you wait, just like Windows 10, I didn't jump right on the train with that. I think it was six or eight months afterwards. These machines have to work for our everyday lives. You have to make it work. So having See, that was the thing with ten, as I did, I did jump right on ten. Well, ten going because through I didn't, the, I it didn't was like, solid. Well, I didn't like eight, and but, I had to get off of eight. Oh, so, eight, eight was horrible. Eight was the new Vista, and I'm hoping I'm hoping eleven is not the next yes. next eight or Vista. Windows seven was solid. Windows 10 was solid. Yeah. Windows 8 was eh, not so much. I, you know, I, I I was not for Windows 8. I did run it on. Uh, I ran it on my touchscreen, but again, it was designed for touchscreen in mind, right? Yeah. So you you just and and the only reason I got eight was was because I was working on computers and people started coming at me with you know Windows 8 and I had no idea you know, anything about it. So I figured I had to upgrade and use it. Yeah. And Fernando's saying in the chat room, you're right. How else are you going to tell everybody? Right, right. He's saying, you're right, Steven. Uh, you always can decide what, what to update with just a click. In my case, the updates are not applied automatically, but I decide what and when to update. So I'd encourage you guys to look at your updates to make sure that you have to approve as Fernando is saying, and it doesn't automatically start the update process. And you're like, no, I have software that I need, and it needs to run. Don't do that to me. And Greg Terry's... Usually feature updates are, are not uh, installed without your consent, right? I mean... In, well, there is automatic updates where it'll start installing, and it'll pop up on my machine and say it's gonna. I have to reboot because the updates were installed. Yeah, I, I know in, in most cases that is... But I mean, like feature updates oh like, i would or, listen uh, i would actual... hope i would hope and maybe meatball saucy has more i'm gonna have to do some more research on this because again i was just going off of some uh hot off the press news that i seen last night um i don't use the betas i don't get into it um just because i need my machines running out i don't even run like my co-host marty mcpadden for broadcast now he puts the betas all the time on his iphone and I'm like, man, you're just asking for it. That's like your daily driver. Like, <laughs> it'd be different if you had a secondary phone, right? But not, not your daily driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. So, uh, it'll be interesting. And, and, and I just wanted to call and tell you that you know, you keep up the great work, and it's nice, you know, to actually see you doing, you know, the old school. 
way again. So. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna continue doing this. It seems like people like this, so um, it's 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 great. You know, people are driving around and and uh, keeps my chops up a little bit. Is doing not like I don't know what to do with my hands sometimes because I want to switch cameras all the time just because that's what I'm used to. And now I don't really necessarily need to do that except going back and forth to a web browser to show you know things for the for the video viewers. But um, it's forcing yeah. me to describe things a little bit better uh, when when you're just but talking to a radio. You're doing a great job of it. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Well, I hope you continue to listen, and you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Uh, talk to you later on. All right, brother. See you. Again, you guys can uh, give you a call in, and uh, I'll give you the number here in a second. But, of course, Greg Terry, he has to, he has to pick fun at me here. He says, Stephen, if this is going to be a radio show, can you please get the big, big earmuffs? That's one thing I don't know if I could go back to. Like, I used to use those AKGs, 240M2s, or whatever it was. They got hot. I, I still like my in-ear buds. I do. I, I, I mean, just because it's syndicated on radio, I'm still doing video. I still have the video presence, so I got I to gotta keep that on. So, I don't know. Uh, but, guys, you can call in if you want to give comments on on. Either what Apple's bringing out, that's what we were talking about earlier. Are you going to get the new Apple Watch? Do you even care? Windows 11 seems to be, the, in my book, the big news factor. Sorry, Apple. Um, I, I just see this as Windows makes the world go round. As much as I am an Apple fan, I do love Apple. I like what Apple brings to the table. I just think that people really need to watch this Windows 11 uh, launch. Can we call it a launch? very carefully because it could make or break your computer. And what I mean by that is, you know, hey, when Windows 10 came out and everybody and they said, "Hey, we're not going to do another updating operating system numbering system whatever it was, we're just going to send you updates every Tuesday as I mentioned earlier." Now, does that mean now Microsoft's going to make you update the P- upgrade your PC? Are they not getting enough hardware sales? Is that why they brought out a Windows 11 and they're changing the hardware requirements? Even though the hardware requirements, I'll, I'll just be honest, they're very similar to Windows 10. It's not like a complete shock, right? Is that something, um, I don't know. It's, it's something you, you really just need to think about. You need to think about this and and see if this is something that you want to do. I would not let Windows do it by itself. I would definitely be the one to uh, control that. Just because you don't want to be caught with your with your, your pants down, so to speak, because of software that you need to run. Guys, I really appreciate... Uh, Everybody's tuning in. If you want to listen and you got to be on the road, Basics Radio, go to basics, B-A-S-I-X, broadcasting.com. You can download the app for your Google or iPhone, and you can listen to the show every Saturday and also broadcast now every Thursday on Basics Radio. And I uh, really appreciate these guys for having us on the platform. Go check it out. Um, also, guys, we want to thank some of our sponsors again. 
providing us the equipment and different necessities that we need for the broadcasting side of things. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Thank those guys. And uh, we'll come back with more of your thoughts and calls right after this. This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit newtek.com for more information. All right, guys, and we're back. And again, thank everybody for tuning in here on the inaugural show here. <laughs> this is just, it's, it's like riding a bike, right? You, you've done this for so long. We got about 20, 25 minutes left in the show here. And uh, man, this two hours has gone really, really quick. And um, appreciate everybody that's come out and they're in the chat room. And again, you feel free if you want to call in, there's still time. 628. 777-2268 is the phone number. Again, that number is 628-777-2268. And you can join us here on the show, ask your questions, and let's have a little fun. This is Saturday after all, and we, we did cover a, a lot of the tech that at least right now is in the news. And there's some other things that are in the news. If you are into the retro gaming or arcade space, Arcade 1UP is a company that makes a lot of these three-quarter scale arcades maybe you're looking for one for your kid for christmas maybe your kid is into video games and maybe you've kicked around the idea well arcade one up again is going to the well one too many times in my opinion i think they're going to the well one too many times and the reason i say that is now they're bringing out a slew of cocktail cabinets with super small screens and expecting you to pay for it <laughs> at the 700 dollars price tag 699 i believe it is $700 for a cocktail cabinet that's three-quarter scale. So a guy that's six foot two is going to smack his knees against it all the time. And I believe it looks like it's about a you know 10 or 12-inch screen on this thing. Listen, if you've got the room for it, you know, kudos. I, I just, I don't see the draw to this. Now, I know... Back in the 80s, this was a big thing to do. You go to a gentleman's club or you go to, uh, you know, a different area. Like a lot of the bars, they had like smoking areas. Uh, they call them, you know, uh, smoke rooms or cigar rooms, whatever. They used to have cocktail tables in there. A lot of times uh, in Vegas when we went uh, in the horse race, like if you went to go bet on horse races and, and things like that, they had cocktail cabinets there that you could play. Full size, mind you. I just don't see the draw with a cocktail cabinet. That's me. That's fine. I'm probably going to get ridiculed by the chat room about that. But I, I'm just not into that. I'm not into the cocktail cabinets. But what what kind of catches me off guard a little bit with this, with the components on it, is the price tag. The hefty, hefty price tag. I just, I don't understand it. And putting games that were really never meant to be on a cocktail cabinet on a cocktail cabinet. That I just don't understand. Now I know, uh, you know, some of these guys are into cocktail cabinets, and I get it. But again, it's not my cup of tea. It's not something that I'm that I'm looking for. Uh, but as we stated earlier in the show, listen, some of these things, if if your kids are into that, 
you may want to look to pick it up now. And that's assuming they can even get him shipped this year. They might not be able to get him shipped this year with all the congestion at the ports. This is going for anything. And listen, if your kid is going back to college, you know, they're in college right now and they're looking, you know, and you're, you're holding off till Christmas to buy them a laptop because their laptop's just getting by or any electronic for that matter. Now is the time you need to get, um, you need to get whatever it is that you're going to buy. You need to get it now. Papa Brad's Gaming is saying uh, two twenty nine is the right price. I'm um, assuming he's talking about the cocktail cabinet. Um, I don't even know if that would be you know. I, I, that sounds like a facetious number. I, you know, I would I would think you know two ninety nine the original price point. But again, I, I don't know what goes into manufacturing. But obviously, Arcade One Up has done their research. But I I don't see how bringing all these products out no matter what company it is, bringing all these products out that you're not going to see until next year. Like I, I have to sit back and I, you know, the only comment I'm going to make on, because again, there's only a mock-up of it right now of at games driving cabinet. Okay. So that was brought out. I don't know how I feel about that yet. And I know a lot of people have been talking to death about it and I'm not going to talk to death about it. I'm going to, I'm just going to state this. If it's in a mock-up right now, you probably will not see a finalized product until this time next year. Why even talk about it? It's not even worth it. Wait and see what they bring out. Wait and see what happens. Things could change with it. And we go from there. I just know personally, I don't have the room or the nostalgia for a dedicated driving cabinet that I can put multiple games on it that just doesn't interest me personally especially when you know that the price that's going to come in at is probably going to be close to a thousand dollars if not twelve hundred dollars i don't care what anybody says to you you have to look at the pinball the pinball is 750 800 dollars this thing easily is going to come in easily at twelve hundred dollars or more that takes you out of the home arcade space, in my opinion. Again, I'm not going to speculate on features. I'm not going to speculate on what it looks like or who it resembles or what product. Guys, a lot can happen between now and then. New innovations, new technology, anything can change. So that's all I'm going to say on that front of that product. I think that uh, if you're into that, great. You know, hey look forward to it but again it's kind of like the guys i mentioned earlier in the show about you know we're talking about the we were talking about the iphone 13 is going to be announced the day after the iphone 13 is launched um, and you can go to pre-order and get in the stores <laughs> you're gonna see you're gonna see it I, mark my words you're gonna see the day after new leaks of the iphone 14 for 2022 i don't talk about leaks unless they are founded unless they have some kind of substantial evidence behind it that it's like okay yeah this is definitely legit but this is what these guys do they do link and clickbait now i don't want to spend the next year of shows talking to you guys about what the iphone 14 can look like i'm not going to do that if somebody wants to do that you know you can go and look there's plenty of sites out there to do that i you're not going to find that on this show 
We're going to talk about relevant things. We're going to talk about things that will benefit you, the listener, in tech or in in the gaming space. Whatever it is we're talking about, right? We don't. I, I don't want this to be a product conspiracy show where we're we're constantly, you know, rumor rumor after rumor after rumor. Well, I heard a rumor that this is happening, and and you know, and and then the next day that rumor changes. I, you know. That's kind of what drove me away from tech in the first place. You can only take so much of rumor after rumor after rumor. So I was glad a lot of the guys here in the chat room, those listening on the radio, you can always join us, youtube.com slash the tech buzz if you're at your computer. And uh, you can get in the chat room. And we, we have a great community in there and on Discord that uh, we're able to find some fine details. We were talking about a Windows 11 about Earlier, it was it was stated that you couldn't upgrade from Windows 10 to Windows 11 without doing a clean install. Well, one of the community members, Meatball Saucy, in here, went and found out that that is not the case. They did change it, so now you can. There is a there is a path to upgrade. Now, <laughs> we don't know how hard that path is, but at least we know Grandma's not going to be. She's not going to be rummaging around in her drawer for a thumb drive and provisioning that and trying to figure out calling up little Johnny on the phone asking the grandson how to provision a thumb drive so she can install Windows 11 and where she's going to get all their drivers. And uh, so there's a great comment in here in the chat room about prototypes. I'm going to bring this up on the stream for those listening. I'm going to read it out loud. Hammerhead Fred says, why bring up a prototype and show it? 100% agree. You get two thumbs up with, with that. That part of the comment. Let's continue on. It does this PR disaster, for one. Two, you gave heads up to all your competition to get their own ready to compete. 100% agree with you. You, sir, I don't have the, the sound effects that Greg does, but if I, if I did, just imagine the cheering that Greg has. I would be giving you, you get the comment of the day, sir. I 100% agree with you. I, I am not a fan because if you remember with that games, they talked about the light guns. They talked about the steering wheels. They announced it for for the uh, at games, or what was it, Nod, National Owner's Day, and we never got it. They just silently discontinued it. And if you want my honest opinion, you know, and, and I will state this as an influencer of at games, whatever that means. There's a lot of things I will speak and I will say truthfully. I will say it. I'll call a spade a spade. And I'm probably not the most popular influencer, if you will, for at games by saying and doing this. But I don't really care. It's just, the truth needs to be heard, right? I almost think that they do this to hype up the brand with no intention of releasing the product. Or knowing if they can release the product. There's a lot of products when we did Legend Center that were announced. We announced them on Legend Center when we did that show. And they've never come to fruition. Never. And that was something that was very irritating. Now, I'm not saying Act Games isn't going to bring this to fruition. Don't get me wrong. The driving cabinet. In fact, if it's a prototype, I mean, they're already actively making it. But I, but I agree that you're basically giving your competition the heads up 
let's say your competition, let, let's say hypothetically, you come out and you say, well, we're going to make this cabinet $1,200. You have to bring your own games because that's the only way you're going to get it on there. So now you have to do a little bit of configuring. You know, you start getting into the legalities of coin ops and you start going down that road. But then you get another comp uh, a competitor like Arcade 1-Up or somebody else that uh, makes these home arcades. And they say, well, we can do it for 800 bucks. Gives it to you similar. And it's not like the cabinet that I have here sitting here, the Star Wars one, where you're sitting there and you're, you know, in a confined space and in, in, you're playing what looks like a kid's arcade when you're a grown six foot two man. And they say, well, we could do it for six or 800 bucks. Now you just undercut yourself. It kind of, it's kind of almost playing out the way arcade one up came to market with the pinball. They let the cat out of the bag. They showed what their pinball is going to look like 24 inch screen and that games go, okay, we can do this better, this better, this better, this better brought out the pinball table I mean, some will argue and say that the pinball experience is better on the arcade one-up. I don't have one, so I can't say that intelligently. Or the game selection is better. But then you have the other community that is putting a PC into it, and then you got a bigger screen. So they're making it what both of the pinball machines could have been or should have been. So I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment exactly. Call in 628-777-2268 here on the Basics Radio Network. Appreciate everybody that's out here and tuned in. Um, got a lot of chatter here going on in the chat room here. And, and, and Brad seems to think, Papa Brad's gaming, he seems to think that nobody... But At Games will be making a connected, affordable racer. You know, that's another good point. At Games has done the online experience or the, the store, if you will, very good. They've done it very well. And from what, I, what I've heard from some of the folks that have Big Blue, um, they say that the online experience with Arcade 1UP has gotten better. And, and listen, that's to be expected. Anytime you venture with software or hardware and you venture down the road of some uh, new feature, you're going to run into problems. That, that's a given. There's nothing you can do about that. that that's, that's a given. That's something that you as a consumer have to come to accept, especially if you are that, that first person to get it, meaning you pre-ordered it. Uh, think back to NBA Jam when that first came out. The arcade one-up cabinet NBA Jam. NBA Jam, the online experience was terrible. The delays were unbearable, unplayable, in fact. It took them a couple months, and they got it straightened out. But these are the things that you, as a consumer, have to come to expect. Nothing's going to be just a bed of roses. <laughs> it's not. There's nothing you can do. If you're going to be an early adopter, you're going to pay the early adopter tax. And the early adopter tax is a public beta tester. Although, I think in some cases, with At Games, it seems like you're a public beta tester forever. Can I say that? Am I going to get, am I going to get shunned from the At Games community? I mean, I see the backlog of, of 
bugs that need to be fixed anytime they do an update. It seems like they pump out more features, but they're not fixing the backlog of bugs. Am I right on this? Am I wrong? Or, or I mean, tell me, guys. Tell me if I'm if I'm being too critical here. I'm just I'm just trying to be honest here, and I think my reputation as a content creator, as a as a host, I got to call it straight down the middle. I got to call it the way I'm seeing it. I I you know it's not about influencer or anything at this point. It's about getting the correct information out to the community. That's how I see it. Just my thoughts. We have just about seven minutes left in this show, seven or eight minutes left in the show here. So if you want to call in, now is your time. Hammerhead Fred says, I'll just come out with my multiplayer online cruising USA, sit down cab. Sure, it can't do all the at game stuff, but I'm going to take a chunk of your market share. You know, that's, that's, uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to. You're going to get, you're going to get guys that are going to come out with, uh, you know, if they're creating their own Bobby Vu, he, he creates his own stuff too. I, I mean, Windows 11, yeah, Hammerhead Fred says, you know, uh, as far as being a public beta tester, Windows 11, I think for the first couple months, if you jump on it right when it comes out, 100%, you're going to be a public beta tester. And I can't afford that. I can't afford that with production. My production machines, it's sometimes a year after the operating system comes out that I update these machines. I don't do it right off, right out of the gate. I, I do not. And and I'll be honest, even with the arcade games that do the updates, like at games pinball, and and I used to have to have it the second it came out. I would get on an update. I stopped doing it. I I started doing it like I haven't done the latest update. What is it, uh, five fifty or whatever it is? I'll do it today. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna wait. I just I, I want to make sure it's solid before I update it. I need that machine playable. I want to play it. So Meatball Saucy says PK announced yesterday that the known issue list will no longer be on the release notes and intended posted on the website to improve transparency. I don't think you're gonna see it posted on the website if you want my honest opinion. Because I don't think they want you to see what's still not fixed that's just my that's just my personal thoughts on it i don't think again not being told anything i just don't think that that's going to happen could be wrong um it'll be interesting if they do do that and again i i have no I have nothing to gain from any of it. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of it. I just get tired of when you update the firmware and you got to scroll all the way down and, and you got a long laundry list of stuff that's not going to be fixed and get it off of there. You know, if you want to post it on, uh, you know, an event log on your website, that's great. Users want to see that, but don't pretend like nothing's there. Um, I told you, Greg, 
Greg Terry in the chat room says, yes, NBA Jam. Man, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, if I can get that Simpsons at a good price, man, we're throwing NBA Jam in the back of your car, and I'm going to bid that adieu. I'm just not nostalgic about NBA Jam. I'm probably going to get... Uh, <laughs> Probably going to get crucified here. Adam Kalb says, I am late to the discussion regarding the latest firmware for the ALU 1.0. No, I, this is, you know, just the, we, we had the uh, radio show going on here. We're going to be wrapping up here in about four minutes. Again, those listening on Basics Radio, you can, if you want to see any of the video that I showed with Windows 11, you can go back and watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the tech buzz. We're going to try to do this every Saturday from noon to two and i encourage anybody to tune in uh whether it's on the radio there or you want to come in and join the chat room here it's always great we do have a phone line that i've been experimenting with that i've been allowing uh people to call in and have a a a good conversation with some of the stories and subjects that i was bringing up about apple and i'm sure next week we'll have a lot to talk about because it'll be after the apple event what was released pricing, things like that, when we're possibly going to get this stuff that uh, everybody is going to be either upset or happy. You're always going to have those Apple fanboys that are going to come out and say, you know what, they should have launched this, and I can't believe they didn't release that. But I honestly think Apple, my final prediction before the event, we got a few minutes left, is that they are going to not release as much stuff as they've done in years past only because they can't get it out to the consumer because of the 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 chip shortages as well as the the ports if you've seen the maps of the ports it looks like a parking lot out there in the pacific ocean outside of san francisco things aren't moving so i don't know what's going to happen moving forward i don't so hopefully, you know, uh, if you guys enjoyed the call-ins, we're going to continue doing that. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to be hopefully chatting with these guys, see if I can get them on as a sponsor. If not, it's not a big deal. Uh, I think it's $20 a month. I might foot the bill for that. $20 a month to have the phone line system. Uh, can't have radio. Can't be on radio without a phone line system. That's the, you know, not everybody likes to get on video. I do have the videos. And, and maybe, you know, we'll do a segment when Greg is back in town. Um, we'll do, you know, like a 15 minute segment where he comes on and maybe gives a news update that we do on the show. Just something, you know, quick and easy. We go into it. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to figure it out and, uh, see what we can do. But, uh, two hours, man, geez, that went so quick. Always, always great to have people come in here. And, uh, if you're interested, you want to know more and see videos that I have and, Shows that I also do. Broadcast now is every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Usually we do the Retro Buzz every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Although the talk has been we want to move the time. Talk about making it maybe later in the evening so the West Coasters can join. That's something that we've been really toying with and we may do. We do those shows and then I'm thinking about Saturday mornings, uh, you know, like I said, from, from noon to 2 doing this show every saturday as much as i can i i enjoy this type of show it's how i got my start hope you guys enjoyed it make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're on youtube or like this video spread it around let people know you know i'll have it running in reruns again thanks to the basic radio guys over there uh, basicbroadcasting.com for allowing us to come on and have the platform 
And uh, really, really appreciate it again. Really appreciate all you guys tuning in and, and being here for this. On that note, we are going to wrap this up. And I will see you guys on the next show. Have a good rest of your weekend. Till then, keep it buzzing.